Yo, what's good, everybody? It's Los here. We back on the throne of positivity where the first is last and the last is first. If you're new to the channel, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and also the notification bell so you don't miss out on any upcoming videos. Also, consider hitting that like button so you could get more uh, content that's similar to this. So today I have a strong seven point message for Christians who consider themselves followers of Christ, who proclaim that Jesus Christ is their Lord and Savior. Because I've been on social media recently, um, coming back after a month hiatus or whatever, and I've seen a lot of things that are very, very disheartening in regards to the current situation of what's going on in regards to race and you know government and everything going on in our current circumstance within the country. And I think that uh, both sides are behaving in ways that I don't even think is very Christian. And this message that I have are for Christians. So if you're not Christian, I still um, think that you should listen to the video because uh, maybe you're curious to know how should we behave? How should we act within this? Because uh, this, this country, whether we like it or not, was built on the foundations of the standard of morality set in the Bible. So. Um, continue to watch if you if you're interested to hear the message. So the first point to this message is stop speaking on your own authority. I've seen a lot of things on Facebook and Instagram of people who say that they're Christian posting things that are almost offensive and not to say that we shouldn't be offensive because eventually you're going to step on people's toes when you stand firm on your own beliefs. But I've seen people from both sides of the of the current situation post things that I don't even think that they thought about the message that they're putting forth and how they're being inconsiderate of the other side. I won't get into too much detail about that, but I want to stress that you really need to be careful of what you're posting as a Christian because your Facebook is inseparable from who you are as a Christian. Your Instagram is your face as a Christian. The things that you like, the things that you post, the things that you repost, these are all reflections of you and not only reflections of you, but you're a representative of God. So I really implore you to be careful with speaking on your own authority. If you're going to post anything um, about the current situation, pray about it first. And that doesn't mean to have a spirit of passivity or anything like that, because Christ was very bold in his proclamations, but he was also speaking on the authority of God first. In John chapter seven, Christ is going back and forth with the Pharisees who were the religious elite of their day. And he's talking about how people are speaking on their own authority. And when you do that, you're seeking your own glory. You're seeking your own glory. You're speaking out of pride and you're seeking validation in some type of way. I would again advise you, be very careful about the message that you're putting forth. Just because it sounds good and it sounds true doesn't make it so. And because it uh, agrees with the things that you um, believe about the current situation, be very careful and be patient about the things that you're posting because Again, you're the representative of God. And if if God is our father, like me as your brother, like I have to come in here and, and, and really like like tell you, you know, you're, you're wrong in this sense. So we have to be careful about those things that we're posting, whatever the, the topic may be. Just be very careful in those things. Seek God in all things. 
in all things we have to seek god and then post whatever you're gonna post so the second point to this message when i was seeking the lord and really trying to figure out what should we talk about in this video is i'm currently getting deep into uh the book of john and in john chapter 8 there's the story of um the prostitute right the adulterous woman who uh, the crowd gathered around her and in according to jewish custom and the jewish mosaic law they had the right to cast stones and stone her to death i know this sounds very graphic uh, and according to today's society and our standard of morality however I just want you to remember like on both sides of this situation and again I, I want to be fair in delegating both sides of this situation because there are two sides to what's going on and I'm not going to demonstrate or, or discuss those sides and both sides composed of white people and people of color so there's not just one singular person that represents all of both sides or or both communities or both peoples so we just have to be fair in how we're delegating this but again, when we're posting these things, just remember that we were forgiven of things that we probably wouldn't even put out there. You know what I'm saying? God has forgiven us of things that we can't even imagine because we don't even know the level that sin continues. Because you think that if you tell a lie or if you steal or if you do these little things or maybe grand things, maybe God has forgiven you of, of murder, of stealing or of beating somebody or doing whatever it may be. Remember that you had a debt that was paid. Don't forget about that debt that was paid for you. And then when you when somebody else owes you something, you hearken on them and you are very lethal in your assertion of dominance over them. Don't be like that because there is a parable in the Gospels of two individuals, one individual was forgiven something that he could not pay in 10 lifetimes. But as soon as he was forgiven of that debt, he was going and he lent to somebody else and that person was not able to pay them and he had them thrown in jail or he had no mercy on this person. So just be careful on both sides of how you're delegating your position, whether it is one of privilege or opinion or whatever it may be just be very careful and how you extend grace and compassion towards people and i i can speak um for for my community and not as a whole representative but i know that people are tired of being oppressed i know people are tired of turning the cheek and all these things i know that but it's still something that is is spoken of in the word of god and if we believe as G in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, these are things that we have to submit to because we no longer live a life for ourselves. We live a life for Christ, for we were literally commanded to die to ourselves, not, not be sick to ourselves, not, not to have symptoms of our old self, but to literally die, to cease to exist to our old selves, our old opinions, our old ways, our old ways of thinking, our old emotions, and now live through Christ. So just remember that. And again, I know, like I said, we we are tired of turning the cheek, but this message is for Christians. We, we are tired of turning the cheek. At what point are you going to stop slapping us? The, on the other side of the fence, like there is a voice that's crying out because they are being so oppressed. And I would say to both sides, does not he who created the ear hear? Does not he who created the eyes see? God hears. He sees what's going on. 
and his justice will come rushing like waters over a waterfall. So don't get it twisted. Like it's not just passivity and it's not just, you know, whatever, just submitting and all the time submitting is us submitting to one another. You know, the world is the world. I'm not I'm not confused or confounded by the ways of the world. They they behave in the ways that they do. But the way that we should conduct ourselves within ourselves, it is us who has the standard of morality. The world has to abide by our standard of morality because there's only one standard. So don't be confused or confounded by the ways that the world behaves. So moving on to our third point, stop judging according to the flesh. We really have to be careful that we are being patient in our judgments. Make sure that you are looking at things objectively and not subjectively. The media is a beast of propaganda of its own. It is a monstrosity of one I cannot exclaim in words. There's no way for me to describe the manipulation and the deceit that comes from all media. All media. Let's stop being fed. These news outlets feeding us. Instead, pick up your Bible, your word, the word of God, the bread of life, the water, the light of the world, the salt of the earth. Read this daily and make sure we're reflecting within ourselves. And that's not only a charge to white men or 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 black men or, you know, people of color. It's all of us. We have to reflect inwardly in ourselves because the heart of the problem here is the problem of the heart. We are all wicked in our own ways. We are all struggling with issues of selfishness, of conceit, of pride, and all these things. So I want to be very clear to Christians, like dismantling one system to put in place another is not going to fix things. I'm not saying we don't have to deal with the systems themselves, but the, the root of the problem is not the systems this not the systems the symptoms in in association with the disease let's not treat the symptoms let's go head on to the cause of the disease which is sin and all men are capable of sin we all fall short of the glory of god so let us be compassionate towards one another let us be very vigilant towards our own hearts and and collaborate with god the Holy Spirit should be revealing within me every single day, every moment of the day, like, yo, you wrong in this area. This this needs some work right here. There's some tweaking over here. And there's I don't think there's any perfection that we can have. We should be pursuing perfection. And the standard of that perfection is there, is God, is Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit. It's the example that was set before us. The hope that was the salvation of the world. So let us not forget those things. So the fourth point is to do what is pleasing to the Lord. Do what is pleasing to the Lord, not to yourself. Because if you sow to the flesh, you would reap from the flesh. But if you sow to the spirit, you will therefore reap from the spirit. You can't seek God in the flesh for God is not flesh. He is of the spirit. All of the Bible, if you're not going to read this, all of the Bible is summed up in two commandments. Love God with all your heart, your mind, your body, your soul, and your spirit. With all your strength, seek the Lord. Number two is love your neighbor as you love yourself. So who is your neighbor? Imago Dei. We are all created in the image of God. So everyone, whether black, brown, yellow, red, white, no matter what, 
We are all created in the image of God and we should treat each other as such. Don't forget, don't think that you're holier than thou and you're just loving God at all times and all these things. One of the most sensible things I've ever read in the Bible is found in like 1st, 2nd or 3rd John where it says, how can you love God who is invisible, but come against your brother who is right beside you? Number five is let the truth set you free. For if you are to be the disciple of Christ, you have to abide in him and he abide in you. The truth will set you free. It will set you free from ignorance, from selfishness, from deceit, from anything that you can imagine. Open your heart to the Lord, to the truth of God. Again, what is the truth of God? Is that word of God. Make sure you're in there seeking the truth. Don't just seek for knowledge because there are those who seek knowledge all the day long and they never arrive at the truth. So seek the truth. Not only seek the truth, but abide in the truth. Act in the truth. And again, what is that truth? That Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. And he came to die for our sins so that we may be fulfilled in him and he may receive all the glory. The sixth point is stop saying that Abraham is your father and you practice lawlessness. In John chapter 8, Jesus is again going back and forth with the Pharisees and they keep clinging on to this heritage of theirs that they are the sons of Abraham, which is to say, like, are you the son of God? Like, how can you claim to be the son of God or the follower of Christ, but yet you practice sin? You have prejudices against your people of color, of God's people of color, or you are a person of color and you have prejudice against white people because it goes both ways. Let us not be deceived. If you practice sin, you are not a son or daughter of God. You cannot willfully sin against God and think that you can call him your father. The Bible even says you are of the father of lies, which is definitely not God, because in God there is found no deceit, only truth. Open your heart before God. Let him examine you. Let him place you on the scales of his judgment and see if you are left wanting. Are you in the balance of Jesus Christ? Are you in the balance of the spirit? We must check ourselves daily because we all struggle in these areas. We all sin. And we fall short of the glory of God, yes. But are you pursuing that compassion? Are you extending that grace towards your brothers and sisters? Are you seeking the Lord? Are you praying and then putting action to those prayers? Faith without works is dead. So let us not be confused, brothers and sisters. Let us not be like the world who is selfish, conceited, deceived, and they behave in the ways that they behave in lawless nature, for they are the children of lawlessness. But let us behave in the as children of the truth, as children of the one true God, the only God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jesus Christ came to die for all of us, for all of our sins. So let us demonstrate that in spirit and in truth. The last thing that I want to leave you guys with is another surprising text that I read. I believe it's in Ezekiel 14, 14. Let us be blameless. This is not exactly what it says, but this is my point. Let us be blameless before the Lord as Noah, Daniel, and Job. The Bible in Ezekiel 14 talks about if God destroyed the whole earth, only three people would be able to save themselves by their righteousness. And it's those three individuals. Noah, in the face of all lies, clung to the truth of God. When the earth didn't even know that rain existed, 
a flood came and he continued to build his boat as the commandment of God. Daniel, when he was traded to, when he was taken as a slave from Jerusalem, from Israel to Babylon, he submitted to all authority. He submitted to the law that was established even in the land of Babylon, but he never betrayed the word of God. He always submitted himself unto the law of God and he was firm in that declaration. And because of that, he was elevated. So let us seek that example. And as Job, when there were people that were charging him and making accusations against him, he ran not to people, but directly to God. He went directly to God. Even in his frustrations, he went to God. I don't understand why this is happening to me. But God, give an account for yourself. And God never even answered him directly. He basically told Job, you don't even understand how I created the world. How can you understand his justice and his righteousness and his glory? So I desire to close and conclude with this message. The kingdom of God is contrary to the kingdom of the world. This issue that is going on in the world currently is not one of black versus white, people of color versus other people. It is not oppressed versus the oppressor. It is one of flesh versus the spirit. It is one of light against darkness. It is against righteousness and wickedness. It is God and his angels against the devil and his angels. And it is one of no contest. God shall be victorious over all for no purpose of the Lord shall be thwarted. But in being in the kingdom of God, let us not be like those who say, Lord, Lord, and think that we know God, that we suppose or presume that we know God. It is not that way. It is does he know us by the fruits that we bear, by the works that we do, not equating to salvation for it is not by salvation. It is not by works that we achieve salvation, lest any man should boast. But it is our works that demonstrates our faith. It is the works that is the evidence of our salvation. So the reason why I always say, Throne of positivity where the first is last and the last is first is because that is the nature of the kingdom of God. That is the nature of the kingdom of God is that those who have privilege put their privilege behind them so that they may serve those who are under them. And I have yet to even see this within the church It's always like the pastor being served and then everybody's under him. And it's this triangle that exists. And everybody's here to serve that one individual at the top. But the Bible talks about it in the reverse. It's in the reverse. It's an upside down triangle where the first is serving everybody else before him. If God gave up his glory, his eternal nature, his power on high, his riches and all those things so that he can come before man in the form of man not to be served but to serve how dare us live the opposite of that truth so be careful in the way that we are conducting ourselves in this world for we may be the only jesus that people see we as christians may be the only bible that people read i charge you as a christian be christian as a brother be compassionate and forgive be careful in how we represent god for God is God and he will judge all of us according to the things that we have done. Every idle word that comes out of my mouth, I am accountable for these things. And I pray that I speak and I represent God justly 
righteously. Man, I, I would love to be blameless, and I know that may be an impossibility, but I try to check myself every day by the power of the Holy Spirit. I charge you to do the same. If this message has helped you, share it on Facebook, Instagram, whatever it may be. Help me out. Subscribe to the channel. I'm ready to start traveling and, you know, putting this message out there. Whatever it may be, whatever I got to do to get this message across, to have these uncomfortable conversations with whoever needs to hear it, I'm ready to put my life on the line in that respect, in that regard, because I know what my purpose is in this life, and that is to speak the word of God boldly and proclaim the experience that I've had with God. My vision is to be the closest man to the heart of the Lord in all the world. I don't want nobody to be closer, but it's going to require great sacrifice. So again, I, I charge you, let us represent Christ justly and righteously if you're new to the channel hit that subscribe button also the notification bell don't forget to hit that like button y'all know what it is it's lows here we on the throne of positivity where nobody shall dethrone us we out